Whether you are thinking about becoming a restaurateur or you are already in the business, Michael Politz has written a must-read, The Food and Beverage Magazine's Guide to Restaurant Success. Pick up your copy today at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Books A Million, or wherever fine books are sold. Food and Beverage Magazine Live, bringing food and beverage to life with your hosts, James Beard Award winner Jennifer English and Food and Beverage Magazine publisher Michael Politz. Featuring leaders in the hospitality, branded food and beverage, and CPG industries, many of whom are Jennifer and Michael's friends in the business. For an informal and informative conversation where friends in the business share the latest intel, ideas, and best practices. Live, juicy inside scoop from the tastemakers, newsmakers, bread bakers, drink shakers, spoon lickers, clam diggers, farms, foodies, and friends of the food and beverage magazine world. Here are your hosts, Jennifer English and Michael Politz. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. I'm Jennifer English, and I am the very proud editor-at-large of Food and Beverage Media, including Food and Beverage Magazine. And I'm really honored today to have the privilege of talking to a woman who is responsible for some of the most beloved products in the country, in the world. These are not only beloved, they're the best examples in almost every category. If you want to know what something irresistible is, and people that know me know that I love to talk about irresistible as being the ultimate standard in food, because as we know, to get to irresistible, you have to have the intention to get to irresistible, right? It's not easy to do. In fact, people that do it, do simple foods extremely irresistibly well. That's how we know how things are supposed to taste. And why is that important? Well, because that's what the foundation and basis of our food memories are made of. I have to be honest, I'm a little emotional today because in talking to our guest, we are really churning up a lifetime, generations of food memories passed down from one generation to the next, shared with families at holiday times. And today, as much as ever, those people who are from our beloved families that are no longer with us, when we say, may their memory be for a blessing, there could be no better blessing than to have them here with us at our virtual table as we welcome Shani Seidman from... Keiko Foods. She's the CMO. But more than anything else, I want to tell you that the world has been invited into her kitchen today. And what a privilege it is to get to talk with her about how important it is to make food memories together. And that's exactly what you are the custodian and steward of generations of family food memories. What an honor it is to have you. Welcome. Thank you, Jennifer. It is an honor to be here. And I share the same sentimentality as you when I think about these foods. I grew up with these brands. Um, I grew up with satyrs with these brands. So it means so much to me that, you know, you understand the nostalgia that comes along with brands like Manischewitz and with the way that people view and the emotion and the memories that come from thinking about food these foods and and tasting them it's very visceral let's talk a little bit about the fact that your company 
there's now this wonderful um, bundle of companies that have been all brought together and mm -hmm. that in your role, you get to talk a little bit about how this family of, and I'm, I'm sorry, I've got a tear, like this is so powerful for so many people, myself included. Talk about, about how these brands are assured another generation because of this opportunity that's just taken place and what it actually means. Tell us about your role and, and what's just happened with Keiko. So, you know, I think when we talk, when we think about new products for our customer, you know, I take from my own behavior, my own lifestyle, like I take that as inspiration when we think about what our customer is looking for. I'm a mother of three young children and I want to bring my traditions down back to the next generation. And we really feel a responsibility to do that at Keiko. And I love working with all these brands. And what I really love about it is that the Kosher Keeper and Kosher Seeker has really evolved over the past few decades. Um, and we love being a part of that. And we love offering new varieties. I think kosher doesn't have to be limiting. We want to make sure that kosher is, does not mean limitations. It means the opposite. It means exploration and delight in food. So we love having these this portfolio of brands because we understand that the kosher keeper or seeker is not one size fits all. You know, we have our traditions that are beloved to us and we will always have our rituals. But, you know, we can have a, you know, you hit the grocery stores for different reasons. Some Someone's a, a young, uh, a mother of young kids and they want to have a better for you snack for their for their family or someone is, is um, shopping for, you know, just them and their, their partner. Um, there's always, there's personalities in the kosher consumer and, there, and there's variety. And we want to make sure that we we cater to that. We know that the kosher palette is very varied. Um, and I love doing that. And I, I that's what gets me excited about coming to work every day is that we get to get inspired by what, what they need. And we love offering products that are just really exciting. You know, it's really interesting. I've been in the food business. I'm, I'm, I'm old. I'm a hundred, right? And I look sometimes on the camera. And I'm like, oh, why is my grandmother on the show? Like I've, I've become, I look like my nana now. But I want to go back because probably 25 years ago or so, when the world started paying more attention to organic and paying attention to non-processed foods and and looking at how food could be better, we kind of missed a few key things. And one of the things we missed was that no matter whether it's made in a kitchen by my Nana or by a company that cares, the most ingredient, the most important ingredient in many things, if not all things, is love and intention. What is the intention? Do you intend to make a really clean, really delicious, high quality product for your family or for your neighbors and community? We missed that. And then we started putting labels. We took a stamp and we said organic, organic. And, and we lost what good really means. And you use the term because of the brand better for you. I want to talk about better for you because that could actually apply to the entire folio, that there's an intention that this is probably better than it would need to be. You could, you could probably do something different, but you, you make it really good. You make it in fact, irresistible in every category. Can you talk about the intention that Keiko has through its brands, through Kedem, through Manischewitz? Can you talk about how important that intention is? Yeah, I absolutely. I mean, 
you know, our CEO, Morty Herzog, always says, you know, technology got better in the past 100 years, but did food? I don't know, because the people, you know, the way we process it, you have so many, you are separating yourself from the love. Every time you go to a facility and, you know, supply chain and you distribute it and we're removing ourselves from that, you know, the source of the love that you get from having these dishes. And when we make a product, whether it is matzah, which, you know, by the way, is just two ingredients, talk about clean ingredients. It's the most ancient cracker there is and really just flour and water. It's the only thing you'll find in it. And it, and it, and it, and it tastes the same. I mean, that's this is the miracle of the matzah, right? It's mm -hmm. like, and and you you marshal all these things, you put it back in, but but it's really about the same product as a hundred years ago. And for that, we're cheering. Exactly. And we, we want to go back to our roots, cel we celebrate these traditions like we we do like to say when we do tastings here at our facility, we we want to make sure it tastes does it taste like our mother's soup? Better yet, does it taste like our grandmother's soup? Right. <laughs> Maybe it skipped a generation. We it's the intention is that when you when you buy one of these products and you bring it home, I don't know if you remember that scene from Ratatouille. I think about it all the time um, when you know the 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 food critic goes. And he has that bite of ratatouille instantly. He's brought back to his kitchen where his mother's, um, <laughs> his mother is, um, you know, he has, he got her and his mother's nurturing him. And that nurturing and nourishing quality is what we saw. We seek, like Manischewitz, our, um, our tagline is comfort food for the soul. And what we want, we want to nourish. We don't want to just, um, it's not about nutritional value. It's like, like nourishing someone and making sure when they eat, they are fed. Um, and, that, and that whether it's nostalgic, whether you come with memories, Jennifer, I come, you come with memories, I come with memories of these brands and of my grandmother. Um, and whether you come with those, you know, that nostalgia or you think of, you know, you, you connect in a different way or you form your own memories. And that's what I would love I would love for these products to do really is you know form your own memories with your family with my children when I serve them matzo ball soup the same way my grandmother served me matzo ball soup that's that that's lineage and that's what we you know that's intention and by the way there are few foods in the world that have such a cultural powerful permanent resonance mm -hmm. as matzo ball soup it has come to mean you know if any if anybody from anywhere in any culture needs a little caring, if we were lucky enough to have someone love us enough to make us a matzo ball soup, then you know what it is to be loved and cared for. So I mean, Jewish penicillin, right? That's what we uh, No, but there's no mistaking what that means. Yeah. Yeah. It speaks and, for itself. And, and by the way, I was showing you my fork because mm -hmm. I keep this French fork on my desk to remind me of that moment in the movie Ratatouille. Yeah about how powerful a food memory can be. I literally- I think I about that scene all the time when I think about our foods. I really do. Um, it's our. It's my goal. It is like my goal. That's what I want yeah. food to do. Food does that um, in a way that, you know, not. it's an art, a culinary art. I mean, music can do that, but there's something very visceral about food that attaches to our memories. Well, let me let me share this with you too. At Food and Beverage Magazine, we say this all the time. 
People in the arts, the capital F fine arts, understand that the painting or the dance, the sculpture, we, we prize the arts. But food is the only one of the fine arts that you experience with all five of your senses. And what you produce is soulfully satisfying, nourishing and comforting, stimulating, and I have to say it, inspiring to all five of the senses when we eat. I don't mean to make such a big deal out of the fact that it's powerfully emotional, but in fact, it's April it's almost Passover time. We're about to go into the season where some of my favorite foods of the year. Yeah. I, I, I know that winter's almost over when the first boxes of matzah start arriving yeah. at the grocery store. Can we just come back to the matzah story and how that is both a year round and for some people, a seasonal story and how important a part, a foundational part of your business this is. So we sell matzo 365 days a year. Obviously, Passover is our, our Super Bowl. I mean, obviously, we're selling um, a lot of matzo on Passover, but we um, our, our sales are very significant all year round. We actually have separate um, products for Passover and for, we call it daily, but for outside of Passover. Right. People are buying matzo outside of Passover. And when you buy pa uh, matzah, not on Passover, that means you're buying, you're not buying for the ritual or the tradition. You're buying because this, this is a it's good delicious. This is, you said irresistible. We actually have in the back of the box, irresistible lunch. It is that original ancient cracker. It's like, it's, it's light and crunchy. Um, this year we, we coated it with chocolate. I could not believe how good this tastes. Like a chocolate covered pretzel, it, you got the, the sweet and the salty and the crunchy, and it's really you just keep going, coming back for more. Um, and this this is celebrating a traditional dish. No, we love having our traditions, and then we love celebrating it and having fun with it. Um, you know, how else can we celebrate something that's so traditional and something that means so much to us? And I know that there are people who, if you have somebody in your family that makes it or you have a friend that makes it, they even call it matzah crack when they put the chocolate and the goodies on it, either some nuts or some other things. So it really is versatile. And, oh, here he is. Here he is. Oh, oh is. you don't need me. We need Michael. No, right. I'm so Michael. happy you have our matzah box. <laughs> I got my matzah box. I, I actually got this from Costco, and it comes with, I think, in four-pack. And it's on what we got a five pack. Is it? A, oh, you're right. It's a five pack because I went two, two, and then we five use pound. it. Yeah. <laughs> and we make the matzo braai, Jennifer, every day. Can I tell you something? After Passover last year, my kids, the day after, I was like, okay, you guys want bagels? You want, you know, what do you want for breakfast? They're like, no, I want matzo braai, matzo and cream cheese. No, they were, I'm like, no, no, guys, we can have like French toast. We can have. What about, what about matzah? Ready for this? Matzah, cream cheese, and now the newest spice ever. Everything bagel spices. <laughs> and you just dump it all over there. But Jennifer, I don't know if you got your package or not. I got my package from them. That chocolate covered matzah. I don't even know. They don't give you enough. I mean, I need like twice. <laughs> I need boxes. I need like four times the size of this because you sit there. And you're Shani, like, don't okay. give him the box that big. Please. Michael, I... I finished mine in one sitting. It was, it was like, I need more give. Like it's, I was, yeah. <laughs> I looked up and I'm like, I, it's, it's addictive. It's it is one so of those things good. that, yeah. 
Oh my god! And Jennifer, I like that that the matzah crack. I never heard of such a thing. You haven't? Have you? You know, you, we've got common friends who make it that make it really good. Who? Let me guess. I'm not going to say any names. Let me guess. Elizabeth Blau. Elizabeth Blau. I'm, I'm not going to say any names. I can't say any names. I'm They'll just saying. Listen, Michael, you and I have been friends a very long time. I don't want anyone to know that. <laughs> when when we're together and we're in the kitchen together and when I'm in your home, it is a warm place. This has been a really powerful Only in the summer, only in the summer because we don't like to pay for air conditioning. That's why it's a warm place. Don't get the don't give anybody the wrong idea. There's always matzah in my cabinet. Oh, because matzah, you ready for this? I will only eat tuna fish with matzah. I don't know why I don't know. I know, right? It's the perfect it's vessel. It's the perfect it's vessel. It's perfect for tuna. Yeah. Yeah, you know it is. And then the kids well, they want me to make the matzo rye with the ketchup, right? Like they love the ketchup. And I'm like, well, you know, you can put other things on it too. And they're like, gross, ew, no, we want ketchup. I'm like, okay. Well, we do sweet. We do oh. cinnamon, sugar, and syrup. I'm going to have to try that. Yeah, with a, like, yeah, some little dried fruit. But I also use the onion soup mix where I see it over there hidden in there. Oh, I, I, I also know. use, okay. <laughs> Guys, I, I, so much I love it, but I use that just by the way in everything, everything. So, Mike, did you know that this year is the first year it's kosher for Passover? I had no, no idea. That's amazing. Yes. And you better hit the shelves soon because I'm hearing it's flying off the shelves. I had three people today texting me, "Where can I find this kosher thing?" This, the last one was, "Where can I find the kosher horseradish?" With the red horseradish. I think it's beets was the old, was the lady that I'm like, yeah, it's beets, but they also have cranberry now. So I sent her to the Silver Springs website to find that stuff. Yeah, Manishevich just came out with um what? you know horseradish. Listen, we have five thousand pews. We represent a hundred. Do you really? Yeah. <gasps> they have a lot of stuff, wow. but they also Jennifer the I knew it was a lot. I didn't read that statistics in my prep for this. I knew it was a lot, but that well, I like is the surprise. People with that fun little Here's thing. what they have, Jennifer. I should go to my freezer right now and get it. They've got little crushed garlic or little crushed ginger or little all frozen. What's it called? D O R O T, right? Oh, the roots. Right. The gardens. No, that is that is the kitchen hack of this century. Mm -hmm. You have these, you know, um, little garlic frozen. You just like yeah. pop it in. It's just frozen. You just pop it in and you don't it's have to chop the garlic. It's already chopped. But it, it is Jennifer. We were talking to somebody a while back about their recipes, and they were they used that. Yep. I don't remember yep. what it was yep. we were talking about. I'll, I'll scan my a great meal help. But it's a great hack for a chef, like even a chef, you know, because it takes a lot sometimes to cut those off. But then right. they, you know, so this they can just get it, pop it in, and put it out. Yeah, and we have there's like herbs, there's like parsley ones, garlic. That's a bitter herb, by the way. The parsley does it come with the salt water? That was a Passover <laughs> joke, Jennifer. That was a Passover joke. Yeah, but you know what I use it for? When you make a syrup with it, it's really delicious. What, parsley syrup? What are you talking about? Uh, you, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. You don't ever add that to your smoothies? Oh, you are just out of control. Jennifer, you're way too creative for us. You need the oh green. Gosh, you need creative. more green. You need more green. It's delicious. Hey, listen, Michael, do you remember when I... Um, can we talk about, I see a couple of um, very familiar canisters. I want to talk about something that I am madly in love with. Yeah, okay. she is. Yep. What? She is. Mac Coconut macarons? Um, 
Well, let's not just talk about the plain ones. Is that the pistachio? Um, the pistachio what? orange? No, Michael, you've got to try these. I have two from Those last year that I have like there. one every couple of weeks because I'm still, they're so good. Because I can't somebody get Somebody better pack me a box of those. Those are okay. insanely delicious. Do you, I mean, if you go to the uh, kosher set, kosher shelf, Manischewitz has like 20 varieties of macaroons. We like to consider ourselves the Baskin Robbins of macaroons, but that's oh not even over there. Yep. We have red velvet, carrot cake. Um, I came out with a uh, birthday cake flavor a few years ago just for. What did it taste salt. like? Wait, stop right there. What did it taste like? Do you have birthday cake? Do we still you know, have? You celebrate your birthday over Passover, and you're sad because like you're, you can't get your regular cake. I do. My birthday's always during pa this year. I oh, missed it by a week. Yes. I have to send you. Yes. We also make cake mixes, but you know what? I think if the birthday cake macaroon. Let is me tell you this. So I was in. I live in. I live. I live in Dwell in Las Vegas, right off the strip. So I went. My cousin came in. The Cohens. You know, the Cohens came in. I had to go visit with the Cohens. They wanted to go to the buffet at the Cosmopolitan. So I go right. In literally on the dessert, it's those. I swear to God, they open up the box and they drizzle them with chocolate and they put them out there. There's so no way they're making. They're not making them. Right. So I have when they when I started at Manischewitz. So my trajectory to here, um, first I, I've been kosher food marketing for over ten years. I started at a kosher food a kosher cheese company in New Jersey, and then I went to Manischewitz in 2017, right. 17, and then when I started there, they were making all their own stuff, manufacturing the I saw the matzah line. I saw the the oh moon line. I saw the filter fish line, oh. the matzo ball mix line, and uh, there is nothing like a macaroon right out of the. How does that smell? It, it smells like sugar, <laughs> um, and it tastes it melts. I, I can't explain. How do you it. stop? I, how do you stop eating them? Is my question because I can't stop eating them out of the canister, right? Like if I get it, I can't eat them the same way because I tasted it fresh. They still taste delicious, delicious. but. I suggest warming them a tiny bit. Yeah. I agree completely. I have a toaster oven. They absolutely, they become magical. You have they a toaster oven? What year is this? They have microwaves now too. Don't, no, don't microwave them. They're not the I, same. I, you, no, you need, I'd rather do it in the regular oven or my toast. My toaster oven has a few special jobs. I don't keep a microwave. I don't, I don't, I don't like microwave. I have to tell you. She's absolutely right. These absolutely should be warmed up just a tiny bit, and they burst into flavorful life. I need to try one or two of those with a great cup of black coffee or good black tea. I'm telling you, there is no more sophisticated combo platter of satisfaction that you can derive this time of year or any. It's just delicious. I know people that go. So you said winter. We put up. You see kosher for Passover. Every February, the week of February 14th, kosher, um, uh, retail stores put up all the Passover products. That's how I know winter's almost over. Valentine's Day, it is yep. our present. We go and we set up Passover stores. This year we had an extra month because in the Jewish calendar, there was, an, there was a second month of Adar. So Passover was a little later. So we got an extra month to sell our products, market our products. Um, there are people that wait all year round for those Passover sets to go up for these, first of all, gluten-free products. We are so good at making gluten-free products because naturally we 
need to avoid flour in our products. Right. So we have been making gluten-free products for Passover forever. We came out with gluten-free matzah. We were the first to market for gluten-free matzah. Um, so there are products that just come out for Passover that people not, you know, people who are observant, people who are not Jewish, wait to come to the, the kosher sets to buy these products and because they're waiting all year round, all year long for them. So it's really fun to see so that. Shani, I have to say, my boss is here, so I have to pull it together a little bit because I do have a few assignments and I okay. don't want to get in trouble for missing some of the most important points because I feel like you and I and Michael, we could sit here and talk all day. What about this? Before you say that, what about a piece of gefilte fish on the matzah with the horseradish? I mean, that's the best sandwich ever. Right? And you have to know how to bite it so it doesn't, you know what I mean? But okay, you're with family. It's okay. You guys are making me hungry now. What are you going to say, Jen? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I want to talk about the fact that 25, and we started this conversation, and like all great aligned minds and hearts, we veered off in many directions already, but we started talking about 25 years ago, we started thinking about organic and better. And be what does better mean? Better means we want to give our families better things that are made with a better intention, better ingredients. So this is an interesting thing to me, why more people across the country in the quest for better for their kids and their selves and their families haven't adopted more of these products as a 12 months a year habit, as part of their happiness, as part of their satisfaction, I don't understand. Because not only are there gluten-free and other aspects of the cuisine that we're all sort of thinking about now, you've offered them for some time. And we should all be paying attention and stop just focusing the blue light on the kosher and just focusing the white, bright, better light on the entire line and saying, you want to find better? Here's where better lives in your grocery stores or online. If that's where you have to go, because you don't have a grocery store that carries it. Let me say this, Jennifer. I think Keiko is that the, that's the name of the company, right? Keiko Kadam, right? Right. Um, yeah. Has always been forward thinking. Because Absolutely. They're, they're pre, and I I met the guys and everything a while ago, and and they I in the spirits even in, they have some obviously they have the wines, but then there's some other stuffs to, stuff too that I know about, and I'm like you guys are like like way forward like be like years forward thinking, yeah. like I couldn't believe what I was talking about. I'm like that. How is that? And then they're like, oh, you wait, it'll work. And I'm like, oh my god. You wanna you wanna look at what the future of food? I host uh, the future of food and hospitality. You wanna know what the future of food is? Look at the desk uh, where Shawnee is sitting right now. That to me is the future of food. Period. Yeah, I think more and more, it's not not just trends. People really want to go back to the basics. Mm -hmm. To go back to when you want to cook a good meal, you want real quality ingredients and you want to it's better to buy something that is more a tiny more premium that has goods that brings elevates a dish um that then just buying something you know that you know like it it's processed or it's it's not made with this intention that you're talking about jennifer um for example i mean the tuscanini brand it's all premium products from sourced in italy Every single product in this line, again, we make this for, this is high level kosher. It's kosher for Passover, but the intention is that people who cook with intention and want to make their dishes 
taste amazing, the best that they can taste. This is Calabrian chili peppers um, sourced in Italy. See, and Italy, Jennifer, Calabria, you know what I'm saying? But the Tuscany, let's talk, let's talk about the Tuscany brand because it actually is very much a part of a very modern moment in food yeah. where our palates have been elevated in terms of our spice seeking. And I love that you use the word seeker, that people will come to this with that seeking palate. Mm -hmm. And this is something that's really very modern. I don't remember this in my history, but I am welcoming it in my present. Talk a little bit about the entire line, because this is a very new and very inspiring, very exciting, flavorful way to deal with the old and the new. Yeah. So, I mean, the like I mentioned, like the ingredients themselves are most of them are whole ingredients. They are sourced um we actually take care we have a whole purchasing and procurement team that goes to italy and meets with these suppliers goes to make sure the region that we source it from is the right region for the right tomato um, we have a whole tomato paste line from italy um tomato sauces and the idea is that again it's these seekers right if i'm a kosher keeper but i am also seeking good quality um food to make for my family i really I could taste the difference. And I've heard yeah. people tell me that they've made, you know, a marinara sauce with our, with our tomato sauces and our marinara sauces. And it, it, the difference in the quality and the, and the dish itself, it just elevates the whole dish itself. And when we want to provide these things for our customers, our customers, we want these, mem these memories, these new memories that we make. And by the way, we have to make dinner. I don't know if you heard, but we have to make dinner for our kids every night. <laughs> um, and I'm always like, again, these, these kids need to eat. I'm a and, mom, but I love feeding my boy. Yeah. You know what? what? When you have the right ingredients, it's such a pleasure. And you don't want to feel limited. Again, we, we're kosher keepers here. And we want kosher keepers and seekers to go to the kosher aisle and see opportunity and see variety of good ingredients. We don't want, we don't want, you know, just this is kosher. So take it. That's not our intention is to provide and offer the best um, that we can. And again, if it's a brand like Tuscanini, which is premium Italian products, or if it's a brand like heaven and earth, which I was going to ask, I, I, I think I saw heaven and earth back there, but can, but you, you talked about better and this is a really important way to talk about better. I think. Absolutely. The whole perspective of this brand is it's dedicated. It's like our, we say it's called our, our promise. We are promise. We are promising and we want our consumers to trust us that everything, everything in this product line, it has intention for a better for you lifestyle. Now that doesn't mean it doesn't taste good. It means it tastes delicious and it's a little better for you, which means it doesn't have MSG and it doesn't have additives no sulfites, no added preservatives or colors, um, but also with the intention of lifestyle. Like we'll have plant-based, we have plant-based burgers. And I know that is a very big trend now, but when a, there's not a lot of kosher options for that. So again, we don't want someone who keeps kosher to feel limited in their lifestyle because their lifestyle could be kosher keeping and also plant-based. So we want to make sure that we offer that. And something like this, this is new for Passover. This is actually first to market kosher for Passover. 
chocolate with no sugar added. Wow. It's a huge category and this is a big deal. Oh, absolutely. It is a big deal. And I've tasted it and I like sugar, you know, it's good. I, I eat chocolate with sugar. I actually am a big dark chocolate lover, 70% dark chocolate. And I tasted this with like, you know, I approached it as, okay, it's sugar-free. So let's see how it goes. And it's really good. It's really good. And it's great for baking too. You know, like if you want to um, melt it or drizzle it or even put it in and make um, like a nice chunky brownie. This is a great addition if you're looking, again, if you're looking to limit your sugar. And it's a it's an opportunity to serve those on our core audience and beyond outside of kosher with these products that may not be available, readily available. Let me ask you a question. We've already been going for longer than we had um, committed. So time. No, I don't want to. I want to keep going because uh, I think we have so much to cover. I mean, you just drop that you have 5,000 SKUs. Now we're not going to do all 5,000. No. <laughs> but it, but it, actually that number's really been resonating for me. And it's not just that you make 5,000 products for three months a year. You, you probably make a lot of products for most of the year. Yep. And I wanted to understand something because I turn people on to certain things because they're better. When I cook on TV and I do recipes, I will almost always go back to one of my first lessons. And I teach this to young people. I do a split kosher turkey breast. You bake it in the oven. You season it a certain way, 400 degrees, you're done. And it's delicious. There's certain things you can do to learn about having a great and delicious food life. Mm -hmm. So I talk about this regularly. And I'm thinking, how can we get people to try this outside the tradition? How do we get people to just recognize that you and your companies produce the finest products in my grocery store and that, and that there's not going to be somebody at the checkout stand checking my card to make sure I have the right to buy these? Do you understand what I'm saying? How do I make it feel like everybody's just got turned on by your friends in the business to the best kept secret in the grocery store that these products are the best products in the store. I th I think that first of all, there's everyone has a right to eat good food, no matter where you come from and who you are. Um, there is a, we have a site called kosher.com, and we have over ten thousand kosher recipes there and growing. It was nine thousand a few months ago. I'm telling you, add we're constantly adding new recipes and we have a network of community chefs that we call them that we source to 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 take our products and make delicious food with them the point is that we want to make sure that it's these these products have recipes that are accessible to them so um, there's also kosher education there and kosher new original shows and entertainment but kosher.com is the resource really your resource for all things kosher because there's it's lifestyle kosher, but it opens your eyes to all the products that we have and all and recipes that you wouldn't creative um, recipes that take traditional foods, add a new twist. We'll have a traditional brisket recipe. We'll have Miami ribs recipes. You know, we have runs the gamut. Um, we like to say like our, Boots steeped in tradition and our oven mitts in the in the in the in the trends of today, 
Um, you could just go to kosher.com and find literally anything you need um, to make a kosher meal, a Jewish style meal. Not if you're not, you know, outside mainstream beyond kosher. Um, there's so much content there and there's so much available that it's not intimidating. It's not intimidating. It's a site that welcomes um, any anybody, you know, that wants to explore these products. Can I just say, Michael, if I got to turn people on this way, if I were going to ask you, what kind of food do you want to give your kids? And I gave you the choice of good or better. Tell me what mom on the planet isn't going to choose better to give their kid or dad. Because I know dad. Michael, Michael for cooks for his boy. What parent isn't going to choose better? And I will put it to you, anybody that's with us right now, anybody that's going to join us, if you ask yourself the question, do you want to give your kids good or do you want to give them better? If you want to choose better, you choose this and that's as simple as it is. Right, and it's, and it's kosher. Doesn't matter. It happens to be right. kosher, right? Well, I, I, would pick, I would pick promoting and spotlighting. And you and I differ about our opinions, but I would spotlight the better all day long because everybody needs to know that we have access to better. Well, and better, better, good. cleaner, right? The whole deal. Like better, no one, cleaner, like education. It's, but if I go for Chinese, I get kosher Chinese. Like I prefer, maybe that's because I'm from the East Coast. I, but here in Vegas, right around the corner from me, my friend Ken owns Chinglish. And because he kept kosher and he's like, and he married a woman whose family was from China and he brought her parents in and they created a Chinese kosher Chinese restaurant called Chinglish. And it is amazing. <laughs> Love it. And it's amazing, right? I prefer that. Yeah. Kosher is an attribute now. Um, like, you know, you mentioned Jennifer, like slapping on gluten-free and organic. We don't slap it on. We, it is everything to us. Kosher. Um, we live and breathe it. I am a kosher keeper. I keep kosher 365 days a year. It is um, my lifestyle. It's my community. And I am so proud to represent these brands that offer such tasty, delicious, and better products. And some of the brands you guys manufacture and some you represent, how does that work? Yeah, so we have our, you know, brands that we own and our house brands that I've, you know, that I've been talking about now um geffen is included in that yeah. um, we have some brands that we partner with that we distribute um that's rubisaski tea um mm -hmm. it's a big partner of ours i see the tea box back there can you show that to people because yes, sure. this is going to be um, a great discovery because so I'm, I'm gonna scoot um and i'm gonna bring this this is actually an amazon exclusive yeah um and but you were mentioning going to the grocery store, and if you don't have a grocery retail near you, Amazon.com is a great resource. We have all these products there. We also have an, a website, Passover.com. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Right? Yeah. Everything you need. For, by the way, Passover is uh, 10 days away, so I'm not trying to scare anyone who is just thinking about it, but you still have time to check. We still have time. You still have time. Amazon.com, Passover.com. Most of the, We have thousands of products, hundreds, like we have thousands of products available for Passover. We sell Seder kits, everything you need for oh, a I Seder. Like yeah, I need a Seder kit. I need a Herosis in a bucket, a five pound gallon, five gallon bucket of Herosis. And I could just mm -hmm. eat that. I love Herosis. I just told my other partner, Michelle, I said, can you make it? No, but my sister Bonnie can, cause she's kosher. 
And I said, great, can you just have Bonnie make it for me in a five-gallon, five, one of those buckets from Home Depot, fill out the orange bucket, and I'm fine. My <laughs> oh, gosh. I know, we have it all. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I love it. My father-in-law makes it with dates. Ooh, extra sweet. And so he's Israeli. And what I love about Charosas is that it's regionally, it has like a different little, little twist on it and a little take on it because our Jewish food is really like we have Jews are in diaspora. So we have um, inspiration from uh, we're global. Right. Um, so we have from Spain and from Israel and from, in, uh, you know, Eastern Europe. So he's yeah, he puts dates in his and oh, my gosh. I'm going to try it. So basically, Jennifer, if you don't know, it's walnuts, apple, traditionally, walnuts, apples, honey, and red wine. Yeah. That's it. And people make it. Now, I went to this fancy new restaurant. I think it's called Beauty in Essex in Vegas. They've got one in New York. They've got one in L.A. And the Lower East Side has. Yeah. Chef. Uh, the Lower East Side. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, you know, right. They're owned yeah. by the Tau. I think they're owned by the Tau Group. Chris mm -hmm. uh, Santos is the Yeah, is the Santos. Chef. So I order, I order the, I, I'm sitting with my friend, big rock star, big rock star, right? We're having dinner there. Scott Ian from Long Island, whatever, Bayside, right, Queens. We're having dinner. We order the the salad. The salad, we, we start eating the salad. And Scott, who's, who's in Anthrax, which is a very heavy metal group, right, looks at me and he goes, this salad tastes like Passover. And then we ate it. And it was. It was the walnuts happened with lettuce. It was like, what is going on here? It literally was like a Passover dressing of Kharosa. So dress. I People make Kharosa chicken and it's, it's delicious. I mean, apple, cinnamon, nuts, wine, like. I, What's not to love? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I love, like this is, these are the foods that are nostalgic that like my, I can remember my father, I'm going home for Seder in a week. He, my father puts, you know, there's part of the Seder where you're supposed to put the chavosa with the bitter herbs. And the bitter herbs we do are very, very spicy. So he puts like a teeny bit of the horseradish and then piles on the chavosa. Like I just, these memories are just there. Like they're in well, it's nice. Yeah. And it's so, for every day. It's not just for Jewish people, right? right? That's the other thing. Some like, if you go, if, you, if you've never tried matzah brai, then go to the deli and order it. All it is is it's eggs and matzah. And you can eat it with sweet with, with applesauce or syrup, or mm -hmm. or you can eat it savory with ketchup and salt and pepper. And yeah. I'm telling you, you're not going to regret ordering that. It is the most, it is so delicious, right? And I can see, because my wife's Hawaiian, right? So I was introduced to all these Hawaiian foods. Wow. And she's looking at me like, why are you eating pickled herring, right? Like, you know, or the gefilte fish. But they don't know. People don't, you know, yeah. unless you try it, like I did with the Hawaiian, with the poi, and with the yeah. musubis, and with the, you start loving this stuff, right? So it's interesting to see how how different cultures. You, if you don't know, go out and try it, and you can try yeah. it without having to buy a lot of stuff. I mean, a box of matzah now you can get it for Passover for five dollars, six dollars a box, right? Yeah, and some places if you buy enough, they'll give you they'll give you for free. Well, I buy um, and my rabbi, who by the <laughs> way just called me, and I just put my rabbi. To the voicemail for you. I'm just telling you. Wants wants to bring over my Pesach Mazda, but he doesn't know that I already have my Manischewitz. He doesn't know. I'm going to pretend yeah, I don't he have it. You up. And we're uh, again. I'm so honored that you have me on here. And I like I could talk forever about all our brands. Like we were just talking about um, the Vasaski tea. This is actually an Amazon exclusive. It's a 
tin. It's like a gift Beautiful. gift tin. Um, we have these kind of our tin, like you know, gift sets that you can sell. All kosher for Passover, but who doesn't love tea all year round? Yeah. Exactly. So I would also eventually maybe we'll have you back on and we'll talk about how how your products are used in food service as well, right. not just yeah. CPG, right? Not just to the general biggest because there's a lot of restaurants that are using your products and it's yeah. what are they using and how are they using it? And I think a lot of our chef readers and viewers, I mean, more readers, right? Um, I think it's, I think it's a nice way to say, Hey, you can let's, let's bring this in. And they'll be like, Oh, I can get it cheaper. I can do this. I can do that. And what I'm learning from 20 years in this business is cheaper isn't better because you use three times as much. Yeah. Right. My dad says I can't afford to buy cheap. It's true. No, I mean, I'm like you buy chocolate. It's got to be good chocolate, or you're using more sugar, or you're using more of this, or you're doing that, right? It doesn't work. So. Um, we're a big believer in that. We're a big believer in offering value, but also offering, making sure that the quality is there because it matters. Well, you guys are all quality. I mean, you guys are all everything I've ever received from Keiko yeah. or wherever. Even I work with Vicky. If you know Vicky, from she's doing all the PR for the wines and everything else, right? Yeah. Is that even her name? Yeah, it's Vicky, right? Yeah, Vicky. You know who yeah. I'm talking about? Vicky. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Vicky J, right? Um, but she's always, which everything she's telling, you know, it's always pitching the new stuff, and it's like amazing stuff. Like, I know we're not talking about the wines right now. We'll do that separately, Jennifer. But when you, you won't believe the, the quality in the food equals the quality of the products they're putting out on the other side. Well, listen, oh, I've, I've got to talk about my favorite product I, I, of them I, I, all. Yeah. I've got to talk about my favorite product of them all. The potato chips that come out once a year. Oh, you do love those. The very special wow. Passover potato chips. They're the best potato chips of the year, bar none. I am a connoisseur. I've been doing seminars and lectures about the history of bar snacks and snacks my entire career. I cannot say enough good things. I was using the example that if you went to Paris and you went to have dinner and you started with cocktails at Alain Ducasse, that if Ducasse brought you three perfect potato chips, he would choose the Manischewitz low salt, just fresh for Passover potato chips that I can't find any other time of the year. We only like it. They're the best chips yeah. of the year period. The second they hit the shelves, they're always gone because they're that good. And it doesn't matter if they were $10 a bag, you would still buy a bag because they're that good. It's one of the rare times that a product is so good that it is better than anything else in the category. And it, and it says what everybody else could be doing and chooses not to. To me, that's one of the most powerful proof statements about what Keiko does and expects of all of its brands, that it is so much better. And when you taste it side by side, or you only have it to compare once a year, you really can see what all that intention. Is that it, Jennifer? Is that what you're talking about? Can I tell you, you want the thin potato chips from Manischewitz. This is salted comes out. Oh, Michael, you're going to say I love you and I hate you for showing me these because you'll eat a whole bag at a time. And I'm going to tell you, if you can get them low salt, they're even better because then you can marry it with a little smoked salmon, cured salmon, or better yet, a little caviar even. Anytime. I'm telling you, they're the best. Yeah, and they're, we, clean, we have to clean all our lines for Passover. Um, this is why kosher is just not just a quality claim or another attribute. 
is because we, we, you know, we answer to a, a higher authority. I know that's not my tagline, but we, um, <laughs> but we have to clean the line for Passover. We, everything is fresh. Every ingredient is pure. Every ingredient is fresh. Otherwise, we cannot put that claim on it. And again, it's not the FDA and it's not um, another certifying body from, you know, government body. It is our own, it's our own um, criteria that we put on ourselves, our own standards. So that's that's really why they, they taste so crunchy and fresh because they are, and they're made with ingredients that are pure. Yeah, they're, you know what they are, Michael. It's impeccable. I'm trying to. You can really to taste the better and the clean and the impeccable, all the way across the line. But in some things, it really shines because there really is nothing else in the market that that can even come close. That's my two cents, Michael. That's can you? Like praise, Jennifer. Thank you. Well. Michael, I know you always have the last word, but Shawnee, I was hoping you might um, oh, you give you the last word about about what this moment. Oh, there they are in the blue bag. I was going to say, I think the bag is blue. Yeah, I think I know. Those, those look delicious. I, I oh my God, get... Michael, they're so they're they're. You want to put them on something? Try doing your matzo with the tuna, and then put a couple of the unsalted potato chips on top of the tuna on top of the. Then you get that double crunch. It's stupid good. It's so delicious. I'm looking at it. I'm thinking about a little bit of lox on top of that. That's what wow. I do. I'm telling you, it's the it's, it's the best little cracker. Those unsalted potato chips are the best little cracker. They can wear anything mm -hmm. magnificently, and that beautiful fresh potato flavor. No, but the potato flavor. You know what it is? They taste like potatoes. They don't that. taste like oil. They don't taste like salts crazy barbecue flavor all the rest of it. it's a clean super clean potato flavor uh, why am i telling you this this is your product <laughs> well i'm i'm sitting back and enjoying i love seeing the delight you take in it I'm, i i love it anyway do you have did we send you we have to send you more send by, just send it to me I'll Blue bags. Sure. i would put them up as pop art in my kitchen. No, she can send them to me and I'll distribute them. Don't worry about it. Right in my guts. They won't leave your house. I love no, you. Okay. Michael's got a, a young child. I think he's four and he's we, he's beloved mm -hmm. by us all. And I love the idea that from our grandparents and our parents to our children and to my own son, that we are united around our tables and our traditions. And when we head into a time of year when tradition is so important, it's going to sound cliche and it might even sound like I'm pandering and I'm not. It is so hard what you do and it is so important what you do. There's easier ways to make money, quite frankly, but there's no more important way to continue traditions for families than what you're doing. And I can't thank you enough for the, the, the powerful impact this has in continuing to connect us in our traditions at all times, but especially around our table. And as we head into the holidays, I just want to thank you for that because it it would be easy not to do it. And you do it the hard way, which is the right way. And for that, we get better. And for that, I say thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. That is the, Those are such kind words. And it is really a pleasure to do this. I think this brand, these brands has mean so much to so many. When I when I joined, that's what I thought. It's it was almost like 
I'm joining, like carrying it on because I want to keep communicating. Marketing is communicating. I want to keep communicating that. Um, and that also to tell people that the brand, we didn't, the brand didn't forget about the consumer. Right. The I like consumer that. Not forget about the brand. I like that. Jennifer, so, let's let her go. You're so, you're so in love with her products. You, she's not going to go over anymore. You're not going to get any more care packages. Maybe you will. Oh, I'll send you more. I'll send you as more. As long as I get those pistachio macaroni. I'm not saying it for the care packages. I'm saying it so that I can convey the gratitude and encouragement. We represent so many people, Michael. We've got 14 million readers. And the one thing I know about Food and Beverage Magazine readers is regardless of where we pray and how we pray, that at the end of the day, we always do the same thing, which is we seek out the best so that we can give it and offer it to our guests and our families because we know that there is no more important tradition than uniting with food around our table and when we are together we are all one family and this is so important for us to know and i say this on behalf of all 14 million readers of food and beverage magazine and moms everywhere thank you for giving us the opportunity to give our families better, period. I so like thank you so much. Such I'm going to thank you too. My yes. pleasure. <laughs> My pleasure. Right. Thank, you so thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Very nice to see you. And I hope I hope we speak again soon. I told you she was a little mashugana, didn't I? Right, huh? A little mashug. <laughs> All right, Tony, take us out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Jennifer. You. Thank you. Look at that face. And oh. by the way, we've got the line on the bottom here where we can send you to kosher.com, to passover.com. And if there's another site, Shani, where would you like us to send people besides manashevitz.com? Yeah, kosher.com. Again, all your resources for kosher, passover.com. And again, of course, amazon.com. You can buy purchased foods on both for Passover. Um, on both of those sites. All right. Amazing. Thank you, Shawnee. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you so much. Tony, Cheers. take us out, buddy. Whether you are thinking about becoming a restaurateur or you are already in the business, Michael Politz has written a must-read. The Food and Beverage Magazine's Guide to Restaurant Success. Pick up your copy today at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Books A Million, or wherever fine books are sold.